What up? Welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 332. On this episode, I'm joined by Snappy. We talk about the Patreon, merch shop, jobs, Christmas, family business, Betty White, cops and laws, Omicron, taxes, generations, penny auctions, education, video games, weed, some other shit. Uh, Thanks for checking us out. podcast with Mo. What up? We're joined by Snappy. Snappy Dabby Doo. I'm back to do a podcast for you. Uh before I forget, so I need to get I need to get to talk about other shit, but uh, Brad said he's gonna pull last week's intro of yours because he thinks it was so funny and creepy. For some reason, I think is the words he used. I'm gonna have to re-listen to last night. And uh, it's basically what you just said there, but just something about the way you said. It, and he wants to sample it for a song. I told him you probably wouldn't care. Go so. for it. Um, and then he also said that he thinks he'd come with a whole list for you to use different every week, and then he like spat it out like six of them instantly on the. And I said, well, you need to get these a snappy because we're on Facebook. Send them on over. Yeah. So hell, y'all know me. I'm I'll be goofy. Fuck, I don't give a shit. So, uh, yeah, you don't even get in touch there. Um, but we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast with Mo. If you want to um, show you're a real fan of this fucking thing, you can give a dollar more a month and get early access to the podcast. You give enough, you can be like my mother, uh, Marshall the Dharma Nishta Bear, it's your boy h2.com and Graveyard Entertainment. Uh, I believe all of them are still patrons at this moment. Haven't really checked the website in a minute, so hopefully they're still kicking. And, um, we have a merch shop at shop.spreadshirt.com slash podcastmo if you want to get you a kick-ass t-shirt while this podcast exists. Uh, Snappy's working two jobs. We're going to see how, how long he can pull this off. I am working two jobs. Got two dispensary jobs, so I'll be an overnight bud tender at the first 24-hour dispensary native, I think. Right. And so we'll have a 24-hour drive through at one place, and I'll run a day shift on the other place. Both bosses know they're all good. A little nervous, but all good. Right. So we'll see how it is. I got I got to flip the script. I mean, I went from sixty grand a year to fucking twenty. Right. You know, I took a fucking huge pay cut going into the weed business. You think you'd be millionaires? It ain't the case, people. Right. Um. Yeah, sixty thousand a year would be cool. It'd be cool <laughs> I mean, I was close style. to sixty. I was right around right, <laughs> fifty four when I left the first time. Right. Um. Yeah, money would be cool. I, I I definitely need to care more about it. I need to be one of those people that are like, and I'll stop at nothing until I make this so much money. But I, I'm just not. I have a wife well, who makes more money than me, and I become just a fucking oh, dependent sugar baby, I guess. My wife, we both make about the same. Um, But it's like, you know, at the same time, the last 10 years, you know, I've been making all this money, you know, and gave her a good life. And now we're kind of, we're still making bills and shit, but. Look around, some stuff on the house need fixed. Okay, I know what needs fixed. I could probably do it, but I ain't got the money to buy the materials. Right. I got a car that needs fixed. It's missing like a bitch. I need to get it in the shop. I ain't, I ain't got the money to do that. And the boss is like, I give you a raise. I said, well, I appreciate the raise and I'll take the raise. But $40 a week ain't going to get my house car fixed. Right. I was like, that's just where we're at. I got to have about 65 hours a week. Yeah. Uh, I have enough job experience currently that I could probably get a better paying job. And I'm just, I like to, in a good lot, I would say I'm, I'm a loyal employee, but honestly, I just hate looking for a job. I hate that shit. I hate the, the, first for, for the whole first couple of weeks and then looking for the job and then the whole, 
interview and you're just fucking lying to people's faces just right. trying to fucking get a job when i don't necessarily interview i mean i've never had a bad interview i guess the worst interview i ever had was a woman that just goes you're overqualified for this job you'll leave immediately and i went well and i'm sorry i was like well that's kind of a a horrible reason not to hire someone because they'll be too good you know like i thought it was bullshit but well, see, i hate the overqualification deal because if i'm applying at your place that means it. i've looked at the pay i can accept the pay right. i'm telling you i can do it and this will fulfill a need and they'll look at you and say no yeah well how are you to determine come on so, man. that did happen to me once but besides that all my interviews have in general gone pretty good i got another one where someone said i wanted too much money and i was like okay well I mean, you didn't even counter offer it, so I don't... Well, that's kind of what happened to Papa John's. Like, I sent her a big text message and told her, you know, it's like, here's what I'm worth. And yada, yada, yada. And got their money. We're working. She's kind of not talking to me. I was like, are you not even going to pawn stars me? And she looks at me. She goes, what do you mean? I said, you know, you lowball me. Give me the best offer. She goes, I I thought we was too far apart. I said, I still want to fucking hear it. Right. I had no other option at the time. She didn't fucking know that. Yeah. So, (laughs) um... And honestly, that place was a good thing I didn't get it because that place went out of business pretty quick afterwards. I was like, oh, well, I kind of dodged that one. But anyway, so I know I need to, and I've told my boss, like, hey, I need to look for another job because y'all pay shit, but uh, I'm, I'm lazy about all that. And I just need to blow up on this goddamn music, motherfuckers. Um, so how did your Christmas go? first time I've uh, seen you since Christmas Oh, uh, Christmas uh, was good. Uh, everything I touched in the kitchen was probably the best I'd ever made. Uh, the fucking turkey was on point. The baked beans were on point. Uh, my wife's cooking, all the extra shit she done was on point. All the food was good. Uh, everybody had a good time. Um, yeah, it went pretty good. Right on. Uh, I went and saw my in-laws, of course, because that's the thing that happens every year. And they're, it's just different. It's just different. Like their whole family dynamic versus mine. And yours is probably, yours is like a mixture of theirs and, and mine, I guess, in a way. But like for me, because I'm an only child. And so for like my Christmas is like me and my mom and dad, you know, growing up or whatever. And that's all it really is. So it's a very me thing. You know, I mean, it's them two watching me fucking open presents. Like they, we divide them all and then we kind of go, all right, your turn, your turn, your turn. But it's like, there's only three of us. So it goes like really fucking fast. And then they run out of gifts really quickly. And then it's just me opening gifts. At least like that's how it went. And then I'm not very good at like being excited about gifts. And I'll tell you, I go, someone could buy me a fucking house or a car or something that's like so crazy. And I'd be like, he's that's probably awesome. Gonna, he's probably going to shrug his shoulder and say, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's Thank awesome. You. That's I appreciate it. And I really do. It's just like. I don't have that fake shit because here's the thing. All right. Anyone who acts excited about a gift, they're fake. All they are is they're really good at acting this like excited thing in the moment. And I don't know. I, it just it's yeah. not natural to me. I got one child that really does that. I mean, and I, I was like, come on, man. You're about five faces too much. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, you know, the first excitement was cool. So that's always a thing that annoys me. And so like even like with my in-laws and stuff, even now, like I can tell like they and my mom, even to this day, she wants me to be excited, but I'm like, I can't. I looked in this bag and there's a toothbrush. What the fuck can we say? You know, I don't know. Well, well what we did this year is like, you know, like I told y'all, I wasn't really making a lot of money this year. So I told all the adults, I said, we're not doing adult gifts. Stop. I said, and after we went to mom's house and seen what we was up against and cleaned on it for a couple of days, I said, mom is not to get anything that she can take into her house. Yeah. I said, right now, you know, dad's in the... uh uh, rehabbing or going back and forth. I was like, she needs to, you know, get her some food stuff. I can get her some gift cards for some food places or something. Right. You know, I was like, but don't take, give her nothing. She can take it in the house. And then basically we just get the kids stuff. We, we trade kids. Right. Like I got four kids, so I got to pick four names. 
uh, you know, and then I get one of their kids. But yeah, yeah, we just trade kids, and so we we cooked for we hosted for about thirty of us, I guess twenty four something like that. Right. See, and there's a lot of people there. That's what I was gonna ask. So for me, growing up, it was just me and my mom and dad for like an hour immediate thing. But then uh, on my dad's side, which is your side, our dad's has seven siblings. There's eight total. So that comes with a lot of fucking kids and cousins and like, you know, I have like 37 cousins on that side. And then on my mom's side, my mom with step siblings, there's six others. So there's seven total. And then there's like a whole bunch of fucking people. So to me, Christmas is a very much a, we got to go to some fucking, we rented out a hall somewhere. And then like, there's a whole bunch of fucking people. And then like, none of them brought, and maybe, I mean, I'm sure I'm misremembering it. Like not to be like victim. Cause I hate people that are like always a victim, but to me in my memory of my family, I was, uh, the outsider or the black sheep on both sides. Uh, I know people don't want to hear this. My, my dad's mother uh, did not like me and my mom for a very long time. She didn't like me until I was 18 years old and realized I was smart and going to college. And she all of a sudden was nice to me. And that's fine. I'm glad we she came around eventually and we were cool, but she just did not like us. And so I did not get I would not get gift. Like, so if I went to a family thing, she would be giving gifts to other kids and I would not get them because I wasn't blood. Right now, not everyone treated me that way. Like Penny. And Betty, I think, treated me just like anybody, you know, or whatever. So that was weird. And then my mom's side, like I said, there's uh, with step siblings, her, some of her step siblings didn't like her, which meant like I didn't get gifts. So like, they, again, they would be driving from wherever and they'd show up and they'd give other kids gifts and I just wouldn't. So I just, I just have all kinds of like, fuck Christmas like, with family Granny stuff. wasn't really like ever extra towards me, like, but she was never mean to me either. Granny was always just super kind to me, but we always know who her favorite right. was. Okay, so her favorite thing. is untouched to there this are, day. There are tiers. Uh, the, the top tier is, there's two, Jason and Brandon. I mean, I don't give a fuck. Oh, no, uh, Jason holds one. Jason holds number one in my in my heart. I wasn't there for the Brandon, so I don't know any of this. I see them both. I see them okay. both. So all right, fair. All I'm saying is they both lived with her. Um, now, Jason's a little different because Jason could have lived with his family, uh, but he did not want to, so I don't think. And I think they moved and he didn't want to, something happen. But then even into adulthood, huh, I don't like putting their business out there. He went through, he had a, his first wife made his life crazy. Yeah. It wasn't all his fault. Still does sometimes. Right. But it got situations where like, Granny's car was getting towed over some shit because it was put up for collateral. Right? So I wasn't really there for much of that. Just, and then you're like, so that I mean that puts him pretty high up there though. I mean she's signing fucking car loans, right? Like she ain't even signing a car loan for us. And then Brandon again moved in with her, lived with her, you know, or whatever all this time. So it's just a different thing. Then there was the other uh, tier underneath, which would be like the Shads and the Rusties. And I mean, you might have been in there, or whatever y'all got some stuff. But she did. I think this is so funny because if people know our family, and I'm probably putting too much family business out there, but I don't think anyone listens to our podcast. So. uh my mom was a gold digger. That's what the family thought of my mom. When my mom and my dad started dating. So people don't know my dad adopted me when I was like five or six. Um, but they started dating when I was nine months old. So I was a fucking infant child. And my dad bought diapers or whatever. Right? He's for, been my cousin long as I've been alive. Right. And so uh, my dad bought <sighs> diapers for my mother's child, who was me. And then they were like fucking gold digger. You know, that's how the sisters of my father reacted to it. And, uh, it was weird. I don't know. And then my mom is very, uh, I like your mom. We've talked about this off air, whatever. They have certain, they have very strong personalities. And my dad does not. My dad's not a very strong person, like strong guy like that. He's just real nice. And my mom was like, hey, quit giving your sisters fucking money because they're never paying you back. You know, so my mom just came in and gave my dad rules, basically, right? And was like, this is how the shit's going to start going. And then everyone else was like, well, fuck that. And he used to give us money. And to me, more or less, that's I, how I, I, I mean, <laughs> Mo's dad might be the kindest individual on the face of the earth. Yeah. He's, I mean, just to be honest, I mean, 
Okay. He's always just been nice, but uh, what comes with people that are too nice get taken advantage of. Yeah, 100%. So he, uh, he's probably the nicest person I ever met. I mean, he's always, if he needed help, he'd drop what he's doing, help you, don't give a fuck who you are. Yeah, it, I mean, it's annoying how nice he is because, again, uh, I, I have this habit. Like, Koopy's also very nice to people, right? But when you live with nice people, you don't see. I wasn't get even that around part. that often, and that's my memories of your dad, right? You know, just super nice and see. My memories be, are funny, trying to be funny. I mean, and I and it's really weird. I have this weird feelings because he adopted me, where I'm like he he chose to like be my dad, or right? Which is like he didn't get stuck with me or whatever. So I like have this sort of weird respect for that. But like he was, he's so kind of country, right? And he's uh like this is another mean one, like special ed. Like I knew growing up that my dad was in special ed in high school, right? And like he'd be like, I ain't smart, you're smart. Like, he would say shit like that. So, like, I had this sort of, like, I'm smarter, even though I'm, like, eight, even though I probably wasn't because he was a fucking adult, right? But, in, like, my friends would come over, and he would just do something funny, and they would laugh because they thought he was funny, but I would be, like, embarrassed by it. But at the same time, wasn't your dad and Vicky, like, eight years younger than all the other siblings? They're, I think Penny's the second youngest, and probably, she. that's probably about that. I don't know what that is. I just say like, there was a big gap, so I yeah, think there's some generational sister, getting raised different. For anyone that know? follows Snappy on TikTok, my dad's twin sister uh, is on TikTok doing some dance to TikTok. It kind of looks like that little crackhead lady that I've seen on TikTok. I had to do it, man. My brother sent me this video. We call her Vivi. If we could get her laugh and put in a beat, it would be great. Yeah. My dad has a twin sister that... Uh, uh, she has like a hunchback, whatever that disease is, scoliosis, yeah. I guess. And uh, that plus she's really skinny and she just kind of has like this crazy witch laugh sometimes. She's had false teeth since I've been alive. They all do. The yeah. whole, all the siblings. So my dad and all of his siblings all have dentures. Um, and it wasn't like when it was 40. It was when we was young kids. Oh, uh, yeah. Must I was seven. So my dad would have been oh, like, in his, like 30, yeah. 31, something like that. Um, and anytime Gooby's like, you need to watch your teeth. I'm like, I'll just get dentures. I was like, everyone in my family has dentures. It's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, they all have them. Like, they just didn't have te- toothbrushes. And oh, stuff and she's out. getting after it, too. And I put a little music with it. So y'all go check out Snappy2174 on TikTok. All right. So anyway, uh, I, growing up was weird with all those people. But I would say there are definitely the people in Warica treated me normal. I mean, I always thought, I liked you. I remember always remembering when I met you, I lived in the circle. And uh, you were real skinny. That's all I remember. And I was real young and you were nice enough. But I think, like you said, my dad was nice to you and you were probably nice to me. And, you know, yeah, of so course, so I was forth. in the in-between, too. Like, you know, Bird and Dustin were a couple years older. They was out doing teenager things. And I'm stuck at that 12, 13-year age. Right. And then y'all are, you know, what, 10 yeah. or 8 or whatever. I, I still remember when know. Rusty and Cody got in a fist fight over Killer Instinct. They're playing Killer Instinct. Actually, it wasn't over. I remember the exact thing it was because it's so weird how these memories stick with you. But uh, we have cousins that are younger than Snappy, older than me. Uh, they're the same age, Rusty, Cody. They don't live anywhere near each other. Don't no, Nothing to lock, really. Uh, but they were playing Killer Instinct. And then when we go to get eat cereal, right? we each make a bowl of cereal. And Rusty gets all the powdery shit at the very bottom of the box. He locks it. It's like his favorite shit or something, right? I know he always I remember always like so he like wanted that on his show so he does but Cody also did and then they fought over it like went out in the yard and fought about it because Rusty was like it's my house and my cereal and I was like that's my powder I know and I was like who the fuck wants the powder that was my thought the whole time hey the last time you seen someone fight over powder huh yeah (laughs) um yeah, Man, whatever a, happened to our cousin I don't know if you got to hang around but I always hung around this cousin Jimmy is on the Houston side Jimmy Houston yeah 
Uh, that name's super familiar, so I'm like sure. He was a cub, about my age, maybe a year older, but he would come down like all the time. I threw a ninja star one time and hit him in the hip. I didn't mean oh, to. Shit. Yeah, uh, the Houston's are definitely a thing. Uh, they're my my dad's stepdad, um, his clan. Yeah, whatever. and I remember. It's really all I ever knew because I mean, like I said, the only grandpa we ever knew is Grandpa <laughs> Harvey. You know, I didn't know the real Moser or whoever right. created that, but yeah. uh, it I was. Uh, who he is? It's right. a weird thing because I, I mean, I care, but then again, I'm like, well, I'm not blood, so it's like I don't need to know for like, like a lot of people want to know like their genealogy, you know, like because Betty would be like they're black Dutch or whatever she would say. <laughs> oh my gosh! And uh, they didn't understand what they were saying. And so uh, I'd be like, oh, okay, cool, but I mean, that doesn't necessarily affect me. And my biological father, I've only seen a couple times in my life, and. uh it's so weird. I know I should have this like sort of drive or whatever to be like, oh, I should get to know him, you know, or whatever. Um, but the couple of times he sent me up on Facebook, it's like, do you want to drive to this place? It's like three hours away from where I'm at and do like a funeral. I'm like, no. Like if you if he wanted to like say, hey, like pick a spot in the middle of the map between us, we'll meet up for lunch or something. I, mean, I, I would, you know, because yeah. I don't even look down on me. He was 18. Cheat on my mom. This is how the story goes in my head, how I've been told it. And uh, my mom, it wasn't the type to stick for that, even with her being pregnant. And so she left. She lived with him and his parents and left and uh, moved back in with her parents, which I'm in hindsight. I'm like, oh, my God, I bet she hated that because I you don't know. It's just so funny. And then my mom used to always talk a lot of shit about her parents. Like, I ain't trying to go hang out over there when I go over there to hang out. Yeah. And then now for her to be like, well, you never come see us. I'm like, maybe because I was raised by a woman who's like, who the fuck wants to hang out with their parents? <laughs> uh, but anyway. A lot of family shit. So, but I do have biological half sisters that I I do want to meet. But all this COVID shit happened, and then one of them doesn't talk to me at all. But she seems really funny off memes, yeah, and like a little pothead. And I'm like, well, I bet she's cool. And then the other one is like a goddamn Trumper, which I'm not against. But I've, <laughs> since I'm not, you know, I feel like Trumpers aren't the oh nicest uh, non-Trumpers. Since we're talking about Burger, or how much red he went over the years. Oh, see, he doesn't. Fo- I think he unfriended me on some shit. Oh, did he? I mean, I don't know. Whenever you're in not- the middle. It seemed like when his wife got sick that uh, he just kind of... Maybe off. he's just not on it. I don't Very know. rarely does he post anything anymore. Very rarely. Right. Uh, I mean, I've unfriended people. I'd unfriend Rusty because during the whole fucking Breonna Taylor thing, he kept being like, well, if was, her boyfriend wasn't a drug dealer and I just got tired of it. And I was like, I know that's weird, but he doesn't comment on anything else ever, ever. And then he wants to keep commenting on this when it's like the cops went to their house in the middle of the night and shot people in their bed. I don't give a fuck who's dealing what drugs. Right. I don't give a fuck. So weird. So I just was like, well, to avoid that, I'm going to have to unfriend that. And I hated doing it because, you know, I feel weird being a crybaby. Well, I logged into Facebook and hit face, Facebook button today, and all I seen was about Betty White. Yeah, I thought it was fake um, because I saw where she was about to turn 100. Right. Just like yesterday, people were sharing memes about that. And then today she died. Yeah. I was like, oh. I didn't think she was ever going to go, man. It seemed like she's been around. Well, yeah. I mean, so I know. And I know this is so weird, but. I've never, because everyone loves Betty White so much, and I'm such a contrarian type person, I've always been like, eh, okay, whatever. And it's like, if people didn't love Betty White, if she wasn't always talked about and everyone's fucking favorite celebrity, I probably would have liked her more. But for some reason, because everyone liked her, I was like... Well, she dabbled uh, in everything, even wrestling a little bit. Well, I knew that. she turned down uh, the role in Grandma's Boy, which is one of my favorite movies, because she didn't like pot humor. And then for whatever reason... Eh. And of course she didn't. She's fucking an old woman, right? right? But for whatever reason, I'm like, oh, well, I like everybody loves Raymond Grandma because she's in Grandma's yeah. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the way my brain worked. Um, speaking of cops killing people, because I just didn't mention him, uh, there was a 14-year-old girl that was killed in a dressing room by cops, and I watched the whole video the other day, 
uh, on the news or wherever it was. And it was an example of a, you don't see many people arguing this one because uh, I just think when Trump was president, everything was hot, heightened, right? Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, I mean, we can do whatever you want about that. Uh, but people just made every news story a big, big thing. And this, uh, a guy was still in town from like a Sears or a JCPenney's, I don't know, in a mall somewhere, right? Fucking SWAT team, these cops come in, fucking assault rifles, fucking drawn. People are like, those aren't assault rifles, or technically a blob. You don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. The big old ones you would use in a goddamn Call of Duty game. And they're like, we're going to hunt down this fucking dude for shoplifting. They shoot at him. Rick Bull ricochets, kills a 14 year old girl in the dressing room whose mom's in the dressing room with her, watches her daughter die. And then, uh, like we mentioned before, what's going to happen to these cops? If me and you just happen to go, we were vigilante style, we're going to chase this guy, and we shot a gun off in the fucking store, and we hit someone, guess what? We get arrested. We get manslaughter. And- right. So, like, why isn't a cop the second that ha- happens arrested? Because of theft, property value ain't shit compared to, like, killing somebody. I just don't get how we're here, <laughs> I guess, in the whole situation. Yeah, like, did you see where they charged that truck driver hundred? 100- 10 years or sentenced him to 110 years for uh, his truck malfunctioning going down one of the snow roads in Colorado. No. That's why all the, you know, look that truck story up because I'm probably fucking it up. You know me. Right. But uh, the, yeah, trucks have been lined up outside Colorado refusing to go in because the Colorado judge sentenced this dude to 100. I did see where someone, it was set off of a vehicle malfunction. I did see 110 that years. Now that you mentioned that it. That ain't his fault. Right. I didn't read the story. I don't know what, how his vehicle malfunctioned or any of that. Right. I just saw the headline. But still. Right. Um, I agree. I mean, they're, I mean I'm mean, i glad people are setting up for it, you know, doing something. I mean, I mean, that's not what ins- I mean, that's what insurance is for. Right. It's, uh, it's a crazy world. I'm sorry. He, I mean, because <laughs> he, kill, he killed a whole bunch. Uh, he ended up a whole bunch of people died, I think, like 20, 30. I don't know. Something stupid. Right. But... I mean, I just, I don't know. I just, I mean, I understand a life is very valuable or whatever, but you give the people a life in jail, you know, and things like that. And like my homie LB, which I have to write, I have his letter right here on my goddamn keyboard trying to remind me. I have to write him back. He wrote me this week. Um, and so I was like, fuck it. I guess I need to write him. But he's got like 60 life sentences because I don't know, something where like he's never getting out. He's like 63 years or some shit like that. And, uh, he, what he did was horrible. He took a like AK 47 into a pharmacy, hand tied people up, zip tied them up while he was robbing them and shit. But he didn't technically kill anyone, right? Or whatever. But And then I still, I, I don't think like it is bad, but I don't know. That's like a lot, 60 something years for that. And then you have like, I think rape and shit, like raping kids and shit should be yeah. like all this years. And it's like four years. Well, as a case manager, the dude was getting out in three years. I didn't even want to sign off. I was like, this is bullshit. Yeah. So it's like the, the crimes that, we really have a problem with people don't like the shit. Like I can't ever forgive someone for that. Right. Or whatever. But like they're out in like three or four years and then they're like, put them on a registry and they got to go live in certain places. And you know, they got to do all this shit, but it's just like a way for them to make money off these, this like second class citizens now of these pedophiles. But like, if you get arrested for drugs, which is like a lot of times, no victims involved. Give you you life for drugs and and three to 10 years for rape and pedophile. So there, I mean, there's just clearly a problem, uh, with the criminal justice system, but whenever someone like like Obama briefly brought up the end of his thing, and then people were like, "Oh, he's just trying to help out the blacks," you know, and all of a sudden I'm like, "Well, oh, guys, there's like a real there's like a real problems like a, it's like a privatized prison system that like they make money I mean, off people doing labor." I'm sorry, but drugs. If you want to do drugs, that should be a freedom for that person to make. I think you have the right to pursue happiness. God damn it! If you're not hurting anybody else. Um, speaking of some little politics, though. 
Trump would have gotten us some checks, right? So what's happened lately in the COVID fucking scare, um, to my knowledge, and I listen to just a bunch of random podcasts and news, so I don't know if what the fuck's true, but uh, Omicron's like not that severe when you get it, but it's more contagious. So like you'll get it, probably get over and then have antibodies or whatever. But the news still wants it to be pretty big deal. And then uh, some people are claiming the sur- it's surging, right? And it actually is causing issues. You'll see that on other shit. So I'm like, I don't really know what to believe. Um, but it did come out that, God damn, I wish I remember who it was. Some company hit up Fauci or the CDC or whoever, and they asked them to change the recommendations from the quarantine days from 14 to 5 or something so that people would miss less work because we need workers. And then they just did. So it wasn't based on science. They didn't go do a new study. They just got an email from someone, and they were like, "Rule change." I want to know who's actually behind it, running the company, because it's all running the country. Because it's obviously not the president and Congress. There's some right. other group well, behind. And this somehow came my mind because I see a lot of uh, more liberal leaning folks being like, "Explain this one, huh? Fucking idiots!" And I'm like, "I don't know. I think it's easy." When people say it's all about money, they're like, "Hell, the shot's free." But the thing is, it's not. You aren't paying, like, you don't go into the store or in the hospital and give them money, but they put your name on a piece of paper and then they send a bill to the government or the government's already bought all those shots from the pharmaceutical companies. They are bought and purchased, right? And then that money is tax money. Like, it's just tax money, but that is our money. Like, everyone's brainwashed into being like, tax money's not your money. And maybe it's because some people don't pay taxes, right? At the end of the year, they're just getting money back. So then they're mind there, it's not their money. And they don't think about the fact they're getting taxed every time they're at the store and how, like, you know, every time you buy a loaf of bread, like the government's taking apart and they're taking apart of this and the gas tax and the cigarette tax and there's a little bit of this tax and there's all these taxes, but people don't, they're like, yeah, the government's money. And it's like they don't do anything. They don't make anything. They make missiles. I guess we make missiles and we sell those to fucking countries and shit like that, but that's a, I don't think we make much else besides fucking war machine products. So true. I, I don't mean like we just don't they make all the money from us. Kind of like right. we had Petra Vita on this podcast hundreds of episodes ago. We talked about in Sweden. The whole Swedish government owns every liquor store. Like a citizen cannot own a liquor store. But then the government uses that money to fund shit. So like they just picked out a segment and they're like, guess what? No, I can't own this, but we can, and that's how we'll fund everything. Well, we try that here, but I don't think any of the weed <laughs> money is going to the education system. <laughs> or no the lottery. There's no way. Between the lottery and the weed, education should be flourishing. Yeah, the Something's happening for sure. I mean, we we try to set these things up, and it doesn't go where it's supposed to. They make so much money on this weed shit, and they, you don't see none of it in education. That's like still I, keep writing bonds about shit. Hell, in a seventeen thousand person community, we have twenty shops. But what I'm getting at is Trump would have given us checks. You know, when Trump was president, it was get us a check, get us a check, and we all he sent them we're like about time. Shit, other countries and other countries. Guess what? They've still been doing this the whole time or whatever. And then we're like, it's fine. We have Biden. We have Biden. So it's all okay. And then we all act like everything's fine. Um, I just, I don't get it. And again, this vaccine that came out for everyone on both sides, the people that are like, I ain't trusting this new vaccine and you're a Trumper. It started underneath Trump. Trump's the one that started the vaccine shit. Like it didn't happen. It happened with him. And then all the people back when, if Trump was president, I just would love to see if people still got the vaccine. Like, who got it? I think everyone that got the vaccine, or a good majority, wouldn't have gotten the vaccine if Trump was president. I could see that, and people that are not getting it would have. Would have. I mean, it's just so simple. Like, that's your quote-unquote science, and it is science. I mean, I'm all for science, but, like, it, you, people's decisions they're making is off of who is in office and what that person tells them to do. 
And then whoever's not in office for them to be like, hey, we got to we're anti that. So y'all hey, don't we're do anti shot and then hit their buddy's shoulder. How you want to try that in Remington? Yeah. Well, and then there's a new thing. This today I saw the same with a new uh, antiviral COVID medicine and ivermectin's an antiviral medicine. And I'm like, oh, I bet they just remade it and they're going to rename it. So that it's uh, I, don't right. know. I had a family member that uh, put on there. They took it and instantly deleted the comment. And I was like, you sorry sack of shit. I believe you took. I believe you tried it. Um. Yeah. I mean. I, 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 think I don't if you know why you're going to be embarrassed about that because he talked so much shit about the shot. Right. I think that's why he deleted it. Right. Well, it, it is a human thing. I mean, it's been given to like billion people in Africa for fucking worms in their eyes and shit, like yeah. other other shit. So people are weird when they're like, I it's mean, for if horses. Never going to try it. Fucking own it. Yeah. Well, and they have to. In like Japan, they have to because they don't have the other shit. Like, it's another thing. Uh, like, someone like Bill Gates, he bought all the vaccine formulas and patents. And then they're like, we all let other small countries print them so they can also hit them he was like uh no that's terrible man and then they were like why he goes well they might do it wrong and hurt themselves well fucking mass produce put people to work i know it's they're just they want to control everything man. Let's have, how about <clears throat> let's ship shit overseas for a while and then, koopy saw this thing because i can slowly turn koopy right to a conspiracy theorist on small things here and there and so i've been kind of hating on bill gates and how like uh there's some shady shit going on with bill gates for sure and uh how he if you go back to shit like 2016, he was like, the way to get third world countries to a digital future is through vaccine digital passports and like all this shit that like now, five years later, you're like, oh shit, you know? And so she saw like a couple, I think I was showing them one, those one day and then something else came up and she was like, damn it, it's Bill Gates. And I was like, yes, I've gotten her. I think slowly but surely we'll get her on this side. Um, uh, this is super random, but me and Coop, you know, are millennials and we're always wondering her sister is your age. And so we're like, what the fuck is a, uh, Miranda was her sister's name or snappy. And so we looked it up and I was like, y'all had a, I thought y'all had a micro generation. So there's generation X and there's millennials, but the little, there's like a five year gap where y'all are born at that they call zenials. And I've seen this term a lot and I didn't know what the fuck a zenial was, but it's spelled with an X. So X E N I whatever zenial. And, um, it's for people that were like grew up before the technology boom, but you're still a millennial technically by the years, but you're not really technology driven. So you're like this weird non-technology driven millennial. And so anyway, that y'all's weird small class. So if anyone ever you ever see I know because it's always debated on the 79, 80, 81 deal. Yeah. I wish they'd just break it off every fucking 10 even years or fucking in a generation 10 year or no. A decade's ten years. A decade's ten. I mean, I think a generation historically was like children. So like people have kids every, you know, 15, 18 years. And then later okay. on, people waited longer, you know, and then some people wait longer and shorter. And so it gets all kind of um, odd there. But now the way they do generations is like the baby boomers are the people that um, their parents came back from World War Two. We all of a sudden America was doing good. And like everyone born underneath that time period, and it's like the largest generation. They're the baby boomers. And that's when they were all spoiled as kids. They were all like when parents decided we want yards like yards weren't a thing before yeah, we've been War at war let's have peace yeah, yeah and they would so okay like they did front yards and backyards were did not exist before world war ii they invented them on long island new york everything that everyone has in this whole country did not exist like 60 years ago and then they were like this is what you want and then everyone came after the war was like that's what we're working for and then they started building houses putting yards in them and shit and um 
it just everything changed. And then they just started spoiling their kids more and more. And I think, of course, we've gotten to where it's probably gone too far. But I think I might be biased. You know, I think that on race stuff with Coopy all the time, I'm like, I do feel like if you were born in the 80s or 90s, I'm not saying racism didn't exist. Don't get me wrong. But we lived in this like make believe world where like on our television shows, they would pretend there wasn't racism in the cartoon. They would pretend. So you didn't have to see it. Right. Yeah. You lived in this like sort of blonde, like everything will be fine. But whenever I heard like a family member say something racist, I'm like, hey, it's fucking racist. As a little kid, I knew it. Right. No one had to teach me anything. You just knew that was wrong um, or whatever. And then now I think now that it went so far the other way. I'm not saying it's bad necessarily, but I do think you're going to create more hateful people. They're like, oh, yeah, my kid's an oppressor. And then all of a sudden a whole family now hates this shit that would have cared, you know, another. So I just think we grew up in this weird small moment of time where it was like, OK, we'll just keep going, keep pushing, you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I can't imagine today. I mean, I know you have a kid that that's youngish and you've mentioned has brought up random stuff before. And I'm like, I don't know how you talk about this shit. Yeah, he brings up random stuff and I just... Just got to sit down and do it. Be like, all right, son, come on, man. You heard that wrong. Come on, let's sit down and talk about this. And we do. I mean, that's what way we do most of our kids. I mean, they're all different. We've approached them all a little bit different. But this one, man, he tries to have my sense of humor. And I was like, son, today's age, you cannot have my sense of humor. It's frowned upon. Right. See, uh, I think I definitely push it too far uh, sometimes. But it's because I'm so comfortable. Um you know, like, I'm like, because I know nothing, uh, if it was racial or whatever, ever come in place of hate, because I, I just don't hate people. So I might say some shit. Um, like when Powell was here, there was a lot, but that's because like, uh, we're very good friends, right? And it's just so easy to make Indian jokes, you know, because we're just, so, well, but it's all because I'm friends that live together. That's what they do. They, I mean, right. and from our Mosier side of the family, that's what we was taught to do. Fucking find something that bugs them and fucking go in on it. Yeah, that is, I mean, uh, definitely how the that uh, side of the family is. I mean, so we kind of fucking was bred into us, you know? I guess it's bullying, really, but right. pick it. Uh, well, and uh, just to be fair, when I'm around, if I'm around Powell's, like, native family, uh, it's white jokes all the time. I mean, they're the same way, you know? And natives have the best sense of humor because it's super dry. It's like the dry sense of humor, and I love it because that's also my sense of humor. <laughs> so we get along well on that. Um, I saw a random thing, story that I was going to randomly bring up about uh, the Great Depression, where these people would get together. It's a, I was a story I read and I was like, this would never happen today. And I'm probably a reasoning why, you know, I'm not neighborly and communal or whatever, but the great depression happened and then banks would foreclose on someone's farm, you know, and they have to auction it off. And then all the farmers would come to the auction, bet one penny. And then they would intimidate anybody else from bidding. It was like, if you bid on it, we'll fuck you up, burn your fucking house down sort of shit. And then, so no one else bid. And the farm, they have some farmer buy back for a penny and then give it back to the guy who the bank stole it from. And I was like, well, hell yeah, because what else are you going to do? In the, you know, and everyone's Fuck like, what yeah. about the poor banks? But you know what? If it's the Great Depression, everything's falling apart. Like, what the, what do the fucking banks need with all these fucking shitty farm, you know, stealing people's well, houses and stand shit? stand up to the government like that today. Right. Never in a million years. Right now, like, and <laughs> this is like, just hit me. It was probably a racial thing, right? Um, not to get too racial, but because there was probably like all the same race in a community, there was probably some sort of more close knitness. Whereas it now someone would be like, ah, oh, that Mexican's losing his farm. I'm going to go steal it. My neighbors ain't going to you know? come out beside me. They're afraid their house going to get next. Right. Jeez. I just, it, right, it would be so hard just to imagine that uh, people would band together like, yeah. that, you know, now and be like, no, we're staying up to the bank. Someone would be greedy and they'd be like, no, but this is a good deal. Fuck it. I'll stand up to these fucking farmers, you know, or whatever. Um, so it's just interesting that we went from that. Just also like, uh, if you're on a jury 
and you think the law, even if it is, they did break the law, but you think they shouldn't get in trouble for it. You can just be like, they're not guilty. Right? Like, and you as a jury member could be like, no, I don't fuck this law. I'm the peer. I think they were in the right. Fuck it. They're not guilty. And you can do that. But people don't know. And if like the whole jury does that, and it's happened a few times in history, uh, but no one talks about it. They want you to think like, these are the rules. Follow the rules. You know, it's like, there's all this, there's a certain type of person that they need the rules to exist because that's what makes the world go. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, follow the rules. Damn, yeah. they're like, you don't have to. <laughs> right. Like if they're doing some bullshit. Um, yeah. So like some of these laws they wrote a hundred years ago don't apply to how America runs today. Right. They need to be fucking adjusted. Uh, and people don't understand that these laws were written when they didn't actually understand. Right. Well, that's just like anything. Uh, like a lot of people complain about public schools and I'm biased and I like schools because I was decent at it. You know, so I think a lot of times when people are like, what about this? And I get all defensive. That's because I was decent at the way it was set up. I was good at standardized tests. So to me, I'm like, y'all are just idiots. <laughs> you know, it's kind of my, And so that's kind of where my default goes to. But the public education system was made for when America had factories and we actually had jobs. So like you wanted to teach kids geometry because they're going to go work in a factory with lots of fucking you know, angles and shit. Like they need to know this shit. Right. But nowadays, like your kid's going to go work in retail. They're going to go sell something in a place or work at a cash register. It's like, it's just, they need different things nowadays than what they did. And then of course, all those are like more menial things, but maybe you can go to college and become or a trade school and like get a very specialized thing. But that's when they teach you stuff like a, I don't understand why I have any tests in school of like teaching to the test. Cause that's another thing, you know, nowadays though, because of funding is why they do it for people that don't know, uh, you know, the school has to do so good on tests to get so much funding. So the school can even fucking operate. So that's why they want to teach the test. And then some schools cheat and they try to make it where certain kids don't take the test, like the dumb ones so that they don't sort of ups everyone, the whole thing's average and shit like that. And so there's all these things where people try to loophole it and get out of the system. Um, but it's not really helping the kids. I got something you know? more. Give me four 10 question tests rather than one forty question test. And I could probably focus better. Right. I can see that. And they actually do that now. You don't have to take the ACT all at once now. Yeah. I've, I've been, I've been hearing this. I mean, like, I needed that. I, me, I like, like you the, said, you're good on standardized. Right. Tests. I like the big state. I am not. I get bored. Right. I start circling. I can't do them, man. I can't sit there. And, well, and it's, um, doesn't, I listened to a revisionist history that uh, some episode about it where like standardized testing for like the law school stuff, LSAT or whatever it is, there's a law school one. It actually does not correspond to people's success or whatever, because like what that is, what a standardized test is doing is how quick you can think of like your intuition, right? Like how quick can you think of like, it's probably this, it's probably, it's like a different sort of skill set. but people that are actually good at being attorneys are the people that can spend 12 hours and not researching some shit, right? And then you can't got, you can't measure that on a standardized test. That's like a will thing. That's a, who, who has the determination. And it's like, so I don't know. It's but it's like a weird thing. Like how people, they care a lot about this one test that has nothing to do with the success rate, you know, and shit like that. Also like a uh, chess, they explain on that exact episode where there's multiple types of chess, standardized chess, this guy named Magnus, something or another is the best in the world. And, uh, but there's this new type of chess called bullet chess. And it's like, you only have a total of like however many minutes for the whole game. So you have to make all your moves really fast. And people that are like 20 years younger than Magnus are way better than him. And he was like, I'll never be as good as them because I'm just too old. Right. And it's just like a whole different, Game. He'd have to change his whole way of thinking. Right, it's like a whole other game. But you're like, well, that's crazy because it's chess. You know, how is right. it a different game? But um, anyway, fucking 
thoughts, man. I have no idea who we're getting on this podcast this year. I put out a thing of, um, you know, who the fuck wants to be on this goddamn podcast. And so a few people hit me up. So I'm going to try to Rico Reds and try to put that one on the out there in the world. We're going to get him to call in. He's a rapper. And um, there are a couple other people that I already forgot. So maybe I can find some people to call in. And then if you ever cannot make it, I may try to do a solo episode. Finally, I've thought about it for hundreds of episodes. I just know it's very hard when I only talk for like five minutes by myself. I just talk faster and faster and faster until I get. And I, people are like, what are you talking about that? Because Kubi does well, get you one sense. of those little trinket things that those uh, people the honkers and the buttons and maybe. Yeah. And you could slow yourself down a little bit. Possibly. But I'll be like, <laughs> it helps having just someone here to, to talk at for some reason. Um, oh, I did buy a lot of video games this week. I can end on this. Uh, I've spent $40 total so far on video games this Christmas season. And uh, actually, that's a lot. Spent more because I forgot. I spent $60. Um, $60 is so pretty good. Because Monster Rancher 1 and 2 was put out on iPads and Switch. And now, if everyone, anyone listened to the top 100 video games we fuck with episode monster rancher was one of the games in there for me um monster rancher 4 actually but monster rancher 2 is the other one i really liked growing up and so i bought that on the ipad and it's a game where you used to have to put in cds to make to generate a monster and then you train it and then you fight it and you know it's this whole fucking thing and uh i was like how are they gonna pull this off without cds but instead you just search for a cd and it has every cd in the world and you just Instead of you actually having to own it. So it's been, I've been messing around with it on the iPad. So that was 20 bucks. Spent way too much money on it. I'll be real honest. It's an old PlayStation 1 game, but there's been no other way to play it for 25 years. So I was like, fuck it. You know, it's Hell Christmas. Yeah. I have money. And so I bought that. And then um, PlayStation had a big sale. So I bought two PlayStation uh, 4 slash 5 games. And um, the first one was Jedi Fallen Order, which is a Star Wars game. And I don't necessarily love Star Wars movies. I think they're kind of, I just think they're overrated a little bit. But I do always like the games. The games are always pretty fun. And so I was like, you know what? I've heard a lot of good things about this game. And it was on sale for $12. And I was like, what's well, $12? You know, so I bought this game. The first uh, little stage or area or whatever, I was like, this is, ama- I can't, this is the best game I've ever bought for $12. You know, because it was so worth the money. I mean, the graphics are amazing. Um, it was also like up graded for ps5 and shit so it just looked a little better you know and so the graphics looked really good the story was good as well acted and all that and you're like oh man this game's gonna be real fucking fun but then what you don't know is it's a goddamn souls like game so anyone knows it's like dark souls or bloodborne or all these stupid fucking games i hate that are hard as fuck and so like it's like you get to a checkpoint and then there's all these enemies they're gonna fucking fuck you up and kill you but Maybe you'll make it to the slower checkpoint. It's so slow. Someone like Brad, Brad would love this game. I hit him up and go, man, you'll love this fucking game. You should get it. $12. Um, I may quit it already. I mean, yeah. it's, and people are like, it's not hard. It's not hard at all. For some reason to me, these sort of like action games where you have to like parry, parry, and then do like, I just can't block I don't know. For some reason, that part of my brain doesn't work when I'm playing these action games. I'm like, you know what I have? A lightsaber. It cuts through any type of material. It just melts through it. Right. But I need to block with it to block a normal ass sword or to block a fucking monster's arm or something. No, it would it would destroy that arm. It would cut it off. So uh, as you could tell, I've been annoyed by this game, but it is really good. It looks good. And if people like those type of action games, I think it's like, like really you said, good. that makes no sense. Yeah, but when you start thinking about the way the lightsaber works, you're like, you yeah, motherfuckers. It makes none at all. It can cut through doors and shit. Like, so if they stuck to... If, Anything they hit, if you put your lightsaber out, like you said, it would drop off. Yeah, that's how it should work. At least unless that's it was a lightsaber. Right, unless it's not a lightsaber. Um, so anyway, I have some issues. 
I think I'm where I messed up and why it's so hard actually is after that first planet, it's like there's two planets. You choose which one to go to. And I think I chose the harder one of the two for, I don't know, because I didn't know which one to go to first. And so that's the only thing I'm thinking of. Maybe that's why I got really, really hard all of a sudden. But it looks really good, the game. So I'm going to stick with it, but it's not fun necessarily. And then I bought another PlayStation 5 game. And this one's because it was $8. So as you can tell, I just went with the cheapest fucking games on the sale because I was like, whatever. Um, there's this game called Metro. And then there's a few others like Metro Last Lot, Metro something. And this one's called Metro Exodus. And it's based on these Russian novels where it's like some post-apocalyptic world where everyone's dead and all these Russians live in subway tunnels. And then, so it's like a first person shooter and there's like monsters and fucking mm. I don't know, I'm guessing cool. there's like nuclear weapon shit in the world. And I've always looked at the other previous two games all the time, but they look kind of boxing, you know, something about them. But this newest one, I was like, you know, it looks pretty good. It's $8. And so I've added on with the other thing it was 20 bucks total for the two games. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, we'll try it out. So I haven't really started yet, but I, I'm going to give that one a shot. And then uh, because I got nostalgia, nostalgic, I love my PlayStation Vita. You know, it's a great little fucking thing. And they almost shut off the PlayStation store on that earlier this year where you couldn't buy anything anymore. So I have a feeling that's coming up pretty soon because they tried it in July and they're like, all right, we'll give you all some more time with it. So there were a few games you could buy through the PlayStation 4 or 5 that showed it for sale, but it didn't show up for sale on the Vita because they don't update it. And so I bought it through there and then went through my Vita and downloaded it or whatever. But oh, I spent yeah. $20 on three Vita games that I may never play, but I'm like, you know what? Someday I may never be able to buy games for this thing. So I'm going to go ahead and get these while they're on sale to see if uh, I get around to playing them. Hell yeah. So I've been trying to load up on video games. Um, same with weed. You know, I'm trying to load up here in December and see how long I can go without buying anymore. It's kind of, we had some deals at a place. I think I mentioned it last week, maybe. And, uh, I was like, well, I'll buy some of this weed and see how long we can keep it before oh, yeah. it's gone. But uh, I should have a feeling everything's going to go up next year or something. Because at least in that store, yeah, because they haven't restocked at all. Their shelves are bare and shit. Like they're like, trying to sell inventory. Out. They're trying. Yeah, yeah. we wasn't so, trying to buy shit this week either. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know what that matters for y'all for the books or whatever. Well, it's but, just a lot of lot to fucking count, man. And it's fucking New Year's Eve. Everybody fucking wants to go to the house. Right. Do you like fuck it? Yeah, I feel you. Um. Oh, we're trying to go all five dollars. We're we're getting rid of top shelf at one shop. Fuck it. Yeah. So I mean might Look as well it. see what happens. Be the dollar general weed. They I mean it has to do well, you'd assume. I mean, I remember when I went to Denver, there were places like that. Because I went to the place that was like real high end and it was like three hundred dollars an ounce sort of shit. Yeah. Well and it was good, but then there was other places that was like eighty dollars an ounce. It was like that weed does not look like the other weed, you know. Right. Um, well, uh, I looked at our purchase log last month. I only bought 1.5 pounds of flour and 4,100 pre-rolls, 400 blunts, 200 infused. So it's all pre-rolls right now. Yeah. How did the, I noticed you share the blunts. Uh, I've never bought a pre-rolled blunt, but I assume that would be easier than a pre-rolled joint. They taste way better. They burn good. You can probably get two sessions out of them. There's no tobacco in it. It's just a blunt style. Right. Like those future roll of papers. They blunt wraps. Yeah. They taste great. Yeah, I mean, because really, like that brand, we've had some of their weed on the shelf, and it, I don't like it. But in those blunts, they've been a hit, and like a lot of people that was buying pre-rolls are going to those. Yeah, I know. I mean, just the zigzag blunt wraps, you know, uh, they have a lot of the Mortal Kombat dragon on yeah. it for some fucking reason on the package. Uh, Skinny brought one those over one day, and we rolled a big-ass blunt with it, and they tasted great. It was like, ah, yes. So I might have to might try out some blunt wraps someday. Hell yeah. But I do, I just enjoy good old-fashioned joints. I like a bowl or like you, a zigzag joint, you know, old yep. fashioned job, zigzag. Yep. I mean, I, and also, yeah, I like. I don't want the raw paper. I prefer just bowls. I mean, that's how I smoke mostly. And uh, I forget that 
most people don't have steamrollers because I've owned one or two steamrollers for like over 10 years, you know? And so when I go somewhere and I'm like, oh, you just got a normal pop? All right, yeah, I'll hit it. But I don't know why I love steamrollers. steamrollers so, hardly. I can give you a link to where I got my small, this one, because I have the link saved on my like phone. That. But yeah, Powell always asked me where I got this bigger one too. And I got it at Toppers, but I mean, and like I said, most times you go into shops and you can't find the one. Right. I believe it's chameleon glass. You look around, there'll be Sherlock's and all these funky shapes, but no steamrollers. Dude, those little like dumbass pops with a bubbler built in. You know what I'm talking about? It'll have like a, it looks like the Sherlock Holmes times, but they have like a, it'll like droop down, but then has like a little water reservoir underneath a it's bowl. Co- it's like a reclaimer that I think. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Like so they're wanting to suck back up the reclaim real quick. I, I, I recycles the reclaim. It's a, called a recycler. I just don't. I, don't I, I, I seen my first one the other day. He was he got he ordered one, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" See, and I have a thing that catches it for uh, this uh, for my dab rig, but it made uh, it take so much longer, and then it was harder to hit. I know, and it's probably down to what forty, fifty percent at that point from you know seventy. Right. So, and it don't really taste good, but it can get you by in a pinch. Yeah, if you need it. Right now, I, I load up on those too. Like I said, I loaded up this week of. Just fuck it. Because every time I kept buying, she's like, well, now you can get one for $2. And now you can, like, they had some weird, like, this deal triggers this deal. And it got out of control. And I was like, fuck it. Yeah, throw it on there, man. I don't give a fuck. Like, another one of these for a dollar. And I was like, all right. Another <laughs> one of those for a dollar. Fuck yeah. Um, so like I said, they're it. trying to move it out and get getting ready to re-up. Right. So I'll take advantage of it for now. Hell yeah. But all right, man. That's about all I got. Like I said, we're looking for people. So if you're listening to this and you want to call on the podcast, you just uh, let me know. Thanks for all the support. Happy New Year, you fuckers. Peace out. Peace.